Good morning, everybody. Today is October 22nd, 2020, and, I, and this is the MV Pro Call, the Thursday morning MV Pro Call. I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use, if you use one of those. If not, I suggest you pick one and, 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 and do that, although we do love it when you're here live because, you know, it becomes a discussion then. Um, love the input. Uh, and then uh, also you can go to motorvitality.com, of course, and listen to years and years and years and years worth of, of uh, conversations. So we do have a topic today, but a couple announcements before I start to call off the way I do just about every week. Um, next week, we are we have a guest coming to join us. Um, Corey, do you want to um, – I'm trying to remember uh, – oh, Dennis. Dennis uh, – <laughs> I should have prepared for this. Do you remember um, – he's from uh, Rainwater Harvesting, and I'm trying to remember his last name, but uh, was recommended by – um, a colleague of mine, um, we will send out a, a, uh, a message. I, I'm really embarrassed. I don't remember his last name right now. Um, I'll but, look it uh, up right now. <laughs> okay, thank you. So watch for, watch for that um, because we, we did, you know, as you guys have heard last couple weeks and actually for a long time, I have asked for suggestions on topics you know, things that we can do. And, and um, one of the suggestions that we got immediately, uh, actually somebody filled out one of the forms that we have online. And so it came through um, the online suggestion, which was pretty cool, um, was to learn about rainwater harvesting and cisterns and how that impacts our industry and, and what some of the regulations are and that type of thing. So um, I actually talked to Dennis for quite a while uh, and uh, the other day, and I'm, I'm really spacing on his his last it name now. Rochette. Ro oh, right, Roche, I think it is. Roche, okay. Yeah, Dennis Roche, thank you. Yeah, um, so Dennis is uh, has been doing that for the last several decades um, and uh, um, seems to know his stuff. So he's going to come on and talk to us a little bit about that next week um, as a guest speaker, which is kind of exciting. Um, so please set your uh, your calendars for that and join us. Um, uh, and if you have any other ideas for topics, then we definitely would love to hear from you on that as well. So, um, okay, so to start to call off the way we are today, uh, I'm going to ask the questions I ask every week, which is, um, was there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened? that is worthy of sharing with professionals across the country or anything we can help you with, any questions that you might have or any, anything that, uh, that we can try and answer for you. Anybody have anything? Okay, then with that, we will move on to our topic. So I started thinking, you know, I've been listening to um, all the prep, you know, for the debates and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of classes on, um, you know, speeches and, and uh, I was listening to uh, one of the news stations 
about, you know, you've got the big presidential debate coming tonight. And um, and they were talking, you know, what would be that somebody asked somebody else, you know, what would what would candidate A consider a success? What is their result? What is their goal for, you know, at the end of that 90 minute debate? What do they want to have accomplished? What is their goal? What is their end game? And, you know, what what is the objective? What do you go in, um, you know, very simply to simplify it, what objective do you have? When you come out, what do you want people to remember from that 90 minutes? And I, I it got me into thinking that we should really be doing some of that with some of the conversations that we have in our interactions as well to, you know, to a smaller degree in many cases, but, but, and I would argue much more importantly. Okay. So I wanted to kind of break that down into two sections today. The first would be, um, you know, what objections do we have? uh, Objectives, not objections. What objectives do we have when we go on a sales presentation, you know, before we walk into that home, before we walk in and speak to that homeowner, what do we have a goal? You know, do we have an objective? So there's the broad goal, right? In general, uh, well, we want to make a sale. Okay, yeah, right. But that doesn't, that, that's not a specific objective. I mean, yes, that's that's awesome. We're not a not-for-profit. We're not professional visitors. Our our goal is to get in there and and make a sale. Obviously, we want to make a sale to earn a customer. And there's a little thing. You know, I was thinking, what are some of the answers going to be? You know, so all oh, our objective is to help somebody. Okay, that's that's nice and warm and fuzzy, and also true. But but let's be specific about what objectives do you have? Have you guys ever given it any thought? So I, I want to talk about the, for, on the first half of this this call, I want to talk about the sales presentation and what objectives we might have um, for the sales presentation. And then I want to talk about what objectives we would have if we are trying to develop a relationship. So, so you know, before we we set a, you know, let's say we want to develop a relationship with the realtor or builder or um, or those, so that I want to make that the second half of this of this call and kind of talk about um, how to go about setting those objectives as well. But but first off, let me ask you guys on the call: when you walk into the house, right, you know, before you go in, do you set a set of goals? Do you have here's here's the answer or the question that I'll ask you that I saw on that news program: when you leave the house. Beyond having a sale or a yes, which would be awesome, what what would you consider a successive presentation to have been? So, what do you guys think? What what would make you feel like that was successful? I met those objectives. What objectives do you have when you when you enter that house, and what objectives would make you feel like that was successful if you met them? Stacy here. Um, hey, Stacy. We can all sometimes like prejudge people. My objective is to always go in, and even if you know you're in a 
rough neighborhoods, odds are people aren't going to pass credit or not to prejudge people and treat everyone with respect and do the full presentation. I would, even if there's probably not a chance in hell of getting a sale. Because okay. everybody deserves the full Monty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes they surprise you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's a, I'm sure all of us have those prejudged stories where you walked up to the house and you had to like forcibly remind yourself that not to prejudge. You know, because the you know to go in and treat it objectively, and when you walk out with a sale, you're like, holy crap! I never in a million years would guess that. Okay, so so yours is to, to I mean, how would you um, summarize that objective, Stacy? What would you? I mean, so so not to prejudge. Um, so to so your objective is to be able to handle um, every customer as if they were uh, on equal playing field. Exactly, and treat everyone with respect and at least leave them with knowledge um, because you never know. They might hit the lottery tomorrow. Yeah, and I okay. Want, I want to be the first person they call back. So you want to be the person that they think of with a positive feeling. To, exactly. Whether they're able to at that point or not, you want to be the one that they think of, that they remember to call when the when the issue comes up. Okay, good. Exactly. Who, who else? Hi, who Kelly. else? Hey, Maria. Hi, Kelly. Hi. So for me, and I guess this goes for everyone. Um, well, from um, just I like to leave them better than I found them, and that's the goal. If I walked out of there and I felt like I've given them something, then I've succeeded. Good. Very good. So that that fits right into the give more than you take philosophy that I. I, I talk so much about Maria. That's awesome because, and that's one of mine too, by the way, that mm-hmm. I want to walk out of there feeling like I have left them with something of value that that they did not have before I walked in. That's excellent. Very, very good. Okay. What else? Yours was excellent too, Stacey. Sorry, I didn't like, like, that's, uh, that's okay. That's you okay. with praise the yeah, well, yours, Maria, yours was way better than Stacy's. That's what I was looking for. Wish you had spoken uh, up first. No, <laughs> just kidding. So, for the record, I've gotten two referrals this week. So, <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Of course. Who else? Who else has? What other objectives do you have when you walk in? Kelly, I think okay. I. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I usually set my objectives um, before I even get to the house. You know, when I'm doing my research, when I'm looking back in the service history of the customer, I'm seeing what problems they have had in the past, and that's where I set my objective. So I'll never forget, I had, I actually sold someone a softener uh, on well water out in the middle of nowhere, and I sold them a, a very efficient softener. And a couple months later, we kept getting service call after service call because they swore up and down it was not working. So I made an objective. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to drive an hour to this person's house with not going to sell them anything. But my objective was to give them, one, test the water, make sure it's working, go through the system. But more than that, show them 
that the system's working and teach them about what's happening. So even though yeah. I already did it once, they were an older couple, I, I took my, um, you know, I did the SOAP demonstration. I did everything again in a totally non-salesy way, but just to teach them what was happening and to show yeah. them that, you know, just because it's not going through salt like the old one used to doesn't mean it's not working. It's working yeah. great. And that was my main objective. I succeeded, and they became, they went from hating us to one of, my favorite customers uh, referred me from from then on, which was a which was a pretty good feeling. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I've had those too. A lot of us probably where we replaced those, you know, an old inefficient system has had a customer like that. That's awesome. All right, somebody else was gonna gonna say something there. Thank you, Corey. Um, who else? Somebody else had something there. Yes. Hi. Good morning, guys. Uh, Jose from Purified Solutions. Uh, hey, so, Jose. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, so so one of the things that I normally like to leave them with uh, is in the impression of the knowledge that we pass on to them. So my main objective is to uh, make them aware of their water conditions and their knowledge in terms of how the water gets to them and how safe or not it is. It could be, you know, in terms of what they can do to make sure that it's better or to be in a safe place. In other words, just um, passing on knowledge and uh, education and once they get all that they normally come back to me even years later um, and they say you know I remember you because you taught us something we learn a lot from you and you seem to know what you're doing so um, I've gotten customers where they say you know what <clears throat> your system the one that you're trying to sell us is more expensive maybe because that's what they actually need right and instead of somebody else just selling something very cheap because they want to do the sale. So long story short, they say, you know, we like you better. Yeah. So, so what I hear on the common theme on this, and this, this is what I love on this because I agree with, with all of you, um, is when you leave, we want them to see us as the credible expert. Whether or not they have at that moment made the purchase, they need to see us as somebody we when we there, i mean there's there's two things that are going to happen when we leave either they're going to we're going to walk out the door and they're going to go i would never buy anything from that person or they're going to walk out the door going wow i would definitely buy something from that person um let me sit down and figure out whether or not they have what i'm looking for or if you've done a good job of explaining what you have they're saying yeah we're going to go with that person you know they I, I think it's interesting sometimes you have those customers that are kind of wishy-washy or on the fence or they don't know what they're going to do. You know, well, it's, it's between you and another person. Well, what that says to me is I need to do a better job of making it me. <laughs> you know, so, so that's my objective is there to not be a question, you know, for there not to be a question over who they're going to choose, me or the other person. I'm, I'm better than a, that other person. Um, it's just a, it, the only reason they're not going to go with me is because I don't have the, the – I mean, I know this sounds like a like an arrogant approach, and, and certainly I don't always feel this way, but um, but I think that is what I try and do is say I am going to be better than that person and make, it, make the only reason they're not going to go with me because I don't have the features that they're looking for in that product. You know, they, they really want to buy it from me, but I don't sell bicycles. I, I sell Mercedes, you know, so, um, or, or Jose, for, for you, I sell Teslas, right? 
So um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they uh I thought of you this morning, Jose, just on a sidebar. I I just some I saw that uh, Tesla just came out with a fully fully self-operating vehicle. They're they're officially launching it now. But yes, um, they are. They're testing a few people already with it. Yep. So anyway, um don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Let's go to the second part of this. Uh, let's go to the part where um, we talk about, cause, and this one I think is a little harder for people to wrap their minds around. Um, so when, you know, we, we've been working with a lot of clients, especially virtually uh, now with the way the world is, we've been doing a lot of the virtual training, and um, we talk about going in and building relationships with people that are in similar industries. So that some of you have been on this call or listened to this call for a long time. You know that that's something that I did when I was, when I was in sales is, you know, you walk in um, to a, a kitchen and bath store, for example, a kitchen, you know, a, a not necessarily a chain, but um, one, you know, a company that's been in business for 40 or 50 years, private owned, maybe family owned, um, somebody that has survived the uprising of the box stores and survived a couple recessions. They've got a couple salespeople. Um, they've survived because they have a lot of relationships, you know, a lot of builder relationships, a lot of, a lot of referral relationships. They've done a lot of good quality work. You know, they, they share the same or, or sell the, the, a shower head for $1,200 that looks exactly the same as the one that you can, buy at Home Depot for $200, yet they are still selling them. And they're selling them not because of price, but because of their 50 years of service and relationships and, and history. And, and these are, for most of us, the types of businesses we want to have a relationship with. We, we want to have referrals. You know, look, if somebody's going to spend $1,200 on a shower head and, you know, several thousand dollars on a kitchen remodel or a bathroom remodel or, or design, it makes sense that they would want to protect, the customer would want to protect those investments uh, with quality water, you know, with not getting it scaled up or stained up or, or any of that. And so um, to develop a relationship with one of those companies would be, um, you know, it's, it's very, the, their customers are the same people that we want as our customers. Our customers are the same people that they are going to want for their customers. So to, to have that relationship makes a ton of sense. And so, um, you know, when you, you stop, you find that company, you, you um, find one that you would like to work with, either because they have a reputation or because you've done your own research on them, and you're sitting out in front of their storefront, a storefront that they pay for, that they advertise, that they've got employees in there being paid to work, Okay, and and you're going, Kelly said I should walk in and and introduce myself and talk to them. Okay. I understand that sometimes you can understand the concept of doing that. When it actually happens and you see the response in reality, that's something different. So describing it and talking about what to do is different than actually seeing it happen, isn't it, Corey? <laughs> I I recall the first time that, you know, Corey and I had this conversation years ago when we were training him and, and, and the first time we walked into, that was actually an appliance store, wasn't it, Corey? It was a, yeah. 
yeah. my plane store. But the reaction is, I remember walking out, and I've seen this many, many times with people that I've worked with on this, where we walk out and we go, wow, I've heard you talk about it, I've heard you describe it. I never believed that it would happen exactly the way you said it would. And, you know, the reaction, and that's, that's because when you go in, and we can talk about the scripting and how and what you say to introduce it. That's a, that's a different conversation. What I want to talk about today in the last 10 minutes of this call is, is we can figure out how to say it and what and how to word it, but what objective would we have? We're sitting out there in front of that appliance store or that kitchen and bath store or that realtor's office or the grout cleaner, you know, the, the grout guy, the guy who does the grout or the well driller or the plumber or, or whoever it is, the builder, okay, whoever we want to build that relationship with, okay, what is our objective? What do we want on that, on that visit when we go in there? What do we want out of that visit and what do we want out of that relationship? What objective would we have there? What, what do we want our end game to be? Google's jumping in and trying to tell me. Anybody have any ideas or suggestions? They're leaving this up to me. So um, my objective, number one, was not to sound like a sales, it's much the same as it is in a, in a sales presentation. They obviously are going to know that I am in sales, okay? My objective is not to shove the fact that I'm in sales down their throat. I want, my objective is for them to feel respected when I leave their place of business that they are working. My objective is to feel much like it is in a sales presentation that I have given them something of value Okay, so that that they, I would like to make them curious about having a relationship, a mutually benefiting relationship with me. Um, I would like to have a connection. You know, who do we give referrals to? We give referrals to somebody that we trust. Okay, I mean, we talked about referrals a couple of weeks ago and how you need to earn referrals, you know, and, and would you give referrals to somebody that, um, you know, just because they work somewhere doesn't mean you're, they've earned the referral. It, um, you know, that's more the product that earned the referral than the person. I want to be the person that earns the referral. Now, that's not going to happen probably in one visit. So each time I make the visit, I'm going to sit before I walk in or before I make the phone call, before I take them coffee made with reverse osmosis water, before I, I drop off the brochure I told them I was going to drop off, I am going to um, I'm going to go, okay, what do I want to accomplish from this visit? What is, and maybe, maybe the objective on that visit is just simply to remind them that I'm still around. Maybe the objective is to show them that I do, you know, when I told them, hey, I'll, I'll swing by Tuesday and drop that brochure off for you. Maybe it's to show them that when I say I'm going to do something on Tuesday, I do it. Maybe that's my objective. Maybe my objective is to gather three pieces of information. Maybe I'm walking into the realtor's office for the first time and, and my objective is to, and I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write these objectives down so that I don't get in there and I'm not stammering my words 
and I'm not trying to guess what I'm saying, which is something I'm definitely guilty of doing on occasion. I'm, you know, just kind of winging it. So maybe I'm, I'm writing down, uh, I'm going to walk into this realtor's office, and there are a couple pieces of information that I would like to walk out with. I would like to know the broker's name. I would like to know if they have sales meetings in, in you know, on site. Uh, and do they ever have guests at those sales meetings, guest speakers? You'll be surprised at how often they do, by the way. Um, I'm going to, and that, that's a question you could ask at that bath store too, or at the um, appliance store to find out if they have sales meetings and do they ever have guests at those meetings um, and and how you would go about doing that. But I'm, I'm going to ask if they're, you know, on the realtor, I'm going to find out the information. Are they uh, residential or, or commercial mostly? You know, I'm going to gather information. I'm going to see if I can, who would I talk to about um, continued education? Where do you guys get your continued education credit? So I, I want to make a list of objectives that I need to, of questions that I need answered, that I would like to answer each time before I walk into that place. And then when I, I'm, I'm going to, once I get those questions answered, I'm not going to overstay my welcome. I'm going to get the questions answered, and then I'm going to bow out because, remember, I'm in their place of business where they pay rent, they advertise. The last, I mean, how comfortable if you're in the office, in your office, how much do you like it when a salesperson comes in to your office trying to sell you their product at your place of business, you know, especially uninvited or without an appointment? That's, um, you have to remember uh, that those things, you know, that they're, they're, they're there. That's why you can't go in, especially in those first meetings, and make an attempt to sell something. You've got to go in there and, and offer them something about you. You've got to be willing to offer them your referrals or you, what you have of value so that they realize that you are not the typical salesperson. How do you do that? You know, what do you say? So in the last couple of minutes, I'll tell you, there, there are two options when you walk in there. You can either say, hey, my name's Kelly. I work with ABC Water. Um, you know, I you guys do a lot of kitchen remodels. I'd love to get some referrals to some of the places that, you know, some of the some of the names of the customers that have remodeled their kitchens so that I can, or bathrooms, so that I can help protect their water. Okay, that's a give me, give me, give me. That's what most salespeople do. They're give me, give me, give me. When you think about it, why would that person ever give you a referral just because you walked into their store while they were trying to do business? On the other hand, you walk in and you say, you know, I have a lot of customers that um, are getting ready to remodel their kitchens or their bathrooms, and they're wanting to fix their water before they do that, before they invest any money in. And in the course of a conversation, um, we'll sometimes, you know, I'll ask them who they have in mind, who's helping them do it, are they doing it themselves? And, and they'll say, no, we haven't really begun to look at that yet. We want to get the water fixed first. And and then they'll ask me if I have anybody that I recommend. And right now I'm not working with anybody. So I'd love to see if there's a time where we could sit down. Um, you guys could give me a little bit of history about your business and how you guys go about doing business. And 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 maybe if that goes well, I could take some of your cards and, and give you guys a few referrals. You know, now you're offering them something of value. Okay. And you've and you notice also I didn't say hey, do that right now. Sit down right now and tell me about your business. Although sometimes they will. Sometimes that conversation does happen right then and there. 
but I suggested scheduling a time, putting it on the calendar where we can, where you can do that uninterrupted, where you can kind of have a conversation very openly about what the, you know, what it is. So, um, so the objective might be to, to schedule that next time, that next meeting where you can go into more detail about what a relationship would look like. Thoughts on this, you guys? Has anybody done any of this? Corey, I know you've done some of this in practice. Um, anybody else have thoughts on this or, or uh, objectives that you would have before going into these types of, to build these types of relationships? Well, that's actually one of the main cores in BNI that I've learned in my history, you know, of attending with them for the past 15 years. Uh, to to just give and and you know make sure that I can offer them some kind of uh, return before they they even think about referring me because they don't know me so they have to know me first and the only way they can know me is by see how good I am in terms of giving them referrals or treating their customers right. Sure, absolutely. Anybody else? Thank you, Jose. Anybody else? So. Um, Again, everybody, I, somebody have something? I heard somebody unmute. Actually, I was going to – I just popped off um, mute. Yeah. I was going to say um, a lot of it is showing the mutual respect. When I've got a builder that has sent me um, probably three referrals in the past three weeks, and I always – update him on where I'm at in the process so yeah. he's, he knows what's going on and thank him for it. And yeah. just so he knows what's going on, because he's, and especially because he's one of these guys that really likes to give great customer service to the people yeah. in his community, because it's kind of a niche community. Mm -hmm. And um, he likes being on top of everything and knowing what's going on. So yeah. I respect that and show him and, he keeps sending me names. Yep, that's that's where you begin. When you've gotten multiple referrals like that, it means that you have reached that point where you're doing a good job. The biggest thing is not to be complacent, to continue to do the things that make him want to refer you. Mm -hmm. So nicely done. Mm -hmm. um, okay, guys, that is our time. Um, as a reminder, uh, Dennis Roche uh, for, will be talking to us next week about rainwater harvest and um, and cisterns and treatment and and uh, it should be an interesting conversation. I, I talked to him for quite a while the other day, and he's a really super nice guy. He seems to know his stuff, so I'm excited about that. Um, bring questions if you have them, or submit them early, uh, and uh, you know so we can make sure that we get them asked. And um, beyond that, I really appreciate the opportunity, you guys. I hope that uh, I really hope that the information that you get from this is is worth at least as much as the time that you get, are giving um, giving back. So thank you very much. Everybody be safe. We will talk to you next week, if not before. So thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.